Hi and welcome. For those of you who don't know me, my name is James Jeeves. I'm one of your Sunday school teachers and I've also just finished the first year of an internship programme called FORM, which is all about learning how to live in your communities and how what we have as believers, what we have as disciples can be used to strengthen and equip those within our communities. Today, I'm going to bring us through a little journey through Acts. I'm going to read from Acts 18, verses 1 to 11. <laughs> Acts 18, 1 to 11. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all the Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker, as they were there, he lived, stayed, and worked with them. Every Sabbath, he reasoned in the synagogue, tried to persuade in Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed Paul, and became abusive, he shook, off, shook out his clothes in protest and said, your blood will be on your own heads. I'm innocent of it, but for now I'll go to the Gentiles. Then Paul left the synagogue and went to the next, next door to the house of Titius Justus, a worshipper of God, Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who had heard Paul believed were baptised. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you. And no one is going to attack or harm you, because I have had, for I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of the Lord. There's a fair bit in this passage I'd like to look at. But the main thing I want to focus on is how Paul lived within the community, how he lived alongside Aquila and Priscilla. But first, I'm going to ask a question for you to think about at home. When I say community, what do you think? Because we're all part of many different communities. We could be in your workplace community, your schools or colleges, our social circles, whether it's plain playing sports, playing video games, in your neighbourhoods, even our church community, and there is so much more. But did you know God wants to be involved in every single one of these communities? Not just the church community, he wants to be involved in everything. And as we look at how Paul lived, we understand that he was working with them because he was, already had the skills being a tent maker. He could take his trade from place to place, but he chose to live amongst the people. He probably could have stayed and had, had an easy life, just resting, relaxing. But no, he chose to live, with, live among the people, sharing his time, sharing his talents and his treasures. He was using his skills he had to help better the community he was in. Just as Paul has his gifts and talents, we all have gifts and talents. We all have a calling. We are called to be salt and light in the earth, a city on a hill that can't be hidden. We are to share who God is 
by showing who he is, by showing his love, showing his grace, not just on a Sunday basis, but on a Monday to Sunday basis, in a 24-7 basis. And we can't, we can't show God if we stay in our own little bubbles. We need to reach out, breaking out of our comfort zones. We all have areas where we interact with others, whether it's physical, like shopping, neighbourhoods, or online, whether it's with your friends you play video games with online, or whether it's through Zoom conversations. We all have people we interact with. But no matter who we are, no matter how old we are, our race, our culture, occupation, or generation, we all have a story. We all have time. We all have talents and we all have treasures, things that we can share within our communities, things that we can share amongst our households, anywhere we go. And we all have ways and abilities that we can show who God is. Are we living a lifestyle that reflects Jesus within our communities, not just on Sundays? Because from personal experience, from what I've learned over these years of being a, being a believer, from being away at college or being in the internship, is we can show who Jesus is in our community. Yes, we can do it in the big things, but he can be shown in even the smallest of things. It can be sharing an ear who's someone who needs to talk. Walking along someone who's going through troubles in a time of need. Even posting a little note of encouragement through someone's door or sending an encouraging text message. Random acts of kindness. Like, do you know someone who needs their garden done? Do you know someone that can't do their shopping? Do we, if you guys are in a workplace and that lot, do we bring in things that can help motivate our teams? Do we bring in things that can encourage one another? Do you take that time to think about what people like? Do we ever think of, you know, I'm going to give my friend a random phone call or call them up on Zoom just to see how they are, just to encourage them, just to bless them. But we'd, I'd be amiss to forget just the whole, how important just a smile can be to someone. You could pass someone in your community who's had the worst day in the world. But just that simple smile and a hello can sometimes be the thing that they need just to uplift them. So I'd like you to take a little bit of time and just ask God a few questions. Who can I get involved with and bless? What can I do to bless these people? And how can I be more effective in living a 24-7 lifestyle for Jesus? If you look in our activity packs that are available from the IIC website, you'll see we have a little bingo template. Take some time either by yourself or with others that you know and fill this in and think about how you can bless your communities, your families, your workplaces, schools, wherever you may go. And just write these things down and just, and just remember to just tick the things off as you do them. And not just as a blessing to yourself, but as a blessing to others. As a blessing that you can share so we can just shine that light of Christ wherever we go. Some examples that I've come to have when it's showing who Jesus is in my communities, using my workplace as an example. 
where my position is, God's put me in there as a manager. Well, you have to lead by example. We have to show patience, care, kindness, not just to all your customers, but to your team. I know it's obvious. But one thing that people have seen, people have spoken to me about, is even when times can be so stressful, so aggravating, being able to main, maintain that positive attitude, that being of joy, not letting the situations get you down, has enabled moments where people have just come up to you and go, why have you not lost your temper? Why have you stayed in a cheerful mood? And it's given me the moments where I can discuss my faith. It's given me moments where I can discuss with them what I do to build up my, my strength in God. But what, going back to like our three things, our time, talent, and our treasure, just spending time with those you work with, spending time with those that you, you see. If you, way I've learned is if you give your time, people will be more willing to give theirs. It's like when you share and make yourself vulnerable, people will open up about themselves, what they, and it will enable you to take that step to walk alongside them, help them when they need it. Using talents, being able to teach or guide someone on their journey is a talent. Because we've all got skills, we've all got gifts. But what, what I've learned is, going back to the time as well, if you share your time and your talent of being able to teach, you can strengthen these people to do so much more. Not just in their day-to-day -day life, but you can strengthen them in their disciple walk, in their, you can encourage them in so many ways, just by being who God called you to be. Because I, I know many of you have got many talents, whether it's musical, whether it's you, you're in a craft of some kind, whether you've got great skills financially, and you, Yes, the list is endless of what many of us know how to do, whether it's sound, tech, whatever. But we have many ways that we can teach others how to do these things. So if you can teach people, people as a way to get alongside them, strengthen your community, strengthen your workplace, it helps so much. Another thing that we have would be treasure. Whenever I work or whenever I've been in meetings. It's a little thing, but I tend to bring in like little sweets, chocolates, little things that make, make people's day sometimes. It helps motivate people. It helps people maintain positive attitudes. And also it helps enable conversations. If someone didn't like one thing one day, you can just be like, okay, what do you like? And just build it from there. So not just refine it to like a meeting settings or a workplace setting. Treasure could be like, oh, you need to go somewhere. I oh, know, I'll give you a lift. Or just blessing someone with, as I said, just with whatever you have, you can just bless someone with. From personal experience, I've learned and I've seen that if you remember the conversations you've had with people in the past, if you've taken that time to get to know them and you've used that time to think, okay, I'm going to bless this person with this gift and it's something that, and they can see you thought of them, it can make that person's day, it can completely 
change their way of thinking, going, wow, people think about me, people care about me. These are just some examples of how you can just build each other up in your community, whether it's in a workplace, meetings. But in these times we're living in now, I understand that there may be things that are holding us back from wanting to bless others. They could be fears, they could be worries, they can be so many things. But I assure you, whatever you feel holds you back, you can give this to God. Because our God is bigger. He is greater than any of these things that are holding you back. If you feel, I'm worried about what people are going to think about me if I step out, don't. Jesus stood out from the crowd. The disciples all stood out from the crowd. But yet, God was always with them. You may think, oh, I've got nothing to give. I have no talents to give. You've got something. You've got your time. If you have time to give, just spend time with someone. You never know that 10 minutes you spend with someone on a telephone call could be a difference in their day. You may think, I've got no time. I've got no talent. You could give, whether it's to someone in your community that needs help. You could even like just financially helping someone who needs help. You've always got things, things you can give. And if you feel, God, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Just ask him. As we mentioned earlier on with the little, little bite, with the blessing bingo, you've all got something you can give, whether it's on your own or as a family, or even as a community. What can you do to bless the other communities around you? Us on this walk is more than just our own little bubble. We are a body, and a body is more than just a finger. It's more than just a hand. It's the whole thing. So we need to be able to get alongside each other, support each other, strengthen each other. And if we see something's not right, we need to have the boldness to stand out. Just as God said to Paul, don't be afraid. Do not be silent. If we see something that's not right in our communities, are we going to stand up and say, wait a minute, this isn't right? Or are we going to sit and just be passive? God wants us to stand up. God wants us to help make a difference in this world. And he said it so many times, my grace is sufficient. We can do all things for him who strengthens us. So I have a last few questions before we go. It's, as you know, we as a body are always being watched. The world is always watching us. Where, whether it's in the media, we're being watched. Whether it's in life we're being watched, in your household you're being watched. But I want to say to you, how much of a person of influence are you? Do you stand out? And what can you do to help build your community? With these, I want to just take a few moments just to ask God, what can I do? Who can I bless? Because there is so much you have to give. There is nothing that can hold you back if you trust in God and give it to him. Thank you very much. God bless.